You're going to be able to safely fill two hours here on the Workday Red Zone. I say that now. We're going to get to 152. I'm going to run out of words and look like an idiot. But, hey, one minute into the program so far, so good. So why not try and raise the bar on some expectations just a tiny bit today? It's the Workday Red Zone. Thanks for hanging out with us today on The Ticket. KDA 970 AM, 95.3, KBRI. Streaming online at 953theticket.com. And you can take us with you on the go. Download the TuneIn app, search KNEA, and you'll be all set. Want to shout at us? Pretty easy. Call us, 870-930-3776. Uh, you can also hang out with us on social media. Go ahead and like the page at facebook.com slash 953theticket, and you can follow along with the party at Kara underscore Richie on Twitter or by using the hashtag WDRZ. Also post dog pictures. I just thought I'd let everybody know that in case you needed another reason to follow. It's a good dog. He's cute. Very handsome. Very Good large. looking dog, yeah. Yeah, I think so. A little biased. Good boy. I'm Kara. I'm joined in studio by Keith Merritt today for hour number one of the program. Good afternoon. And Charlie Morton is a stud. Ooh. Ah, that, that hurts my legs just thinking about oh. it. But a fun start to the World Series Spiking last night. Spiking out people on a broke leg. <laughs> that's, that's next level, folks. Also with us today, of course, is producer Cade Carlton. Good afternoon. So fun stuff uh, ahead here for everybody in studio. Also today, I want to give everybody a heads up. A couple of guests on the slate for today's program. At 1230, we're going to catch up with our A-State talk. Shine an A-State spotlight on track and field cross-country coach Jesse Duvall is going to be joining us ahead of the Sunbelt Conference Championships, which are coming up on Friday. Uh, A-State's been kind of good over the past few years in track and field. They've won so many championships, and in fact, they're going to be the defending women's team champion coming up this week. The men's team championship has just managed to elude a-State over the past couple of years, so they're trying to do that this weekend for the first time in program history. They have, an, they have an individual champ, reigning individual champ, but have not been able to come home with that team trophy. So we will talk with Coach Duvall and see what the chances are this weekend of A-State perhaps completing the sweep and getting that one title that has evaded them in the past couple of years. At 1 o'clock today, we're going to catch up with A-State Nation publisher Jeff Reed. Looking forward to that. Uh, told you guys yesterday that uh, Arkansas State had added a couple big bodies to the class of 22. In fact, not one, but two high school offensive linemen from the state of Tennessee that both clocked in at 6-6. So we'll see if he's got some info for us on Sadu Bay and Alaric Watson and, of course, what else Butch Jones is working on to complete this 2022 class. So, again, A-State Nation publisher Jeff Reed at 1 o'clock today. In the meantime, little this, little that. You guys kind of know the drill. We'll fill you in. On the question of the day and everything else coming up in just a moment, some quick headlines, news, and notes for you. Just want to remind everyone that Live with the Red Wolves returns tonight to Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. So attention members and guests, Arkansas State head football coach Butch Jones, along with a special player guest. They'll, uh, I'm sure they'll recap last week's Red Wolves games against Louisiana. Look ahead to Saturday's contest at South Alabama. The show's going to start at 7. You can throw some questions their way while you're out there. And if you can't make it out, you can hear it on 107.9 KFine and the KFine app. Do want to reiterate some news we heard from Coach Jones yesterday in regards to injury updates for this upcoming game against South Alabama. Sammy Johnson at corner is going to remain out for Saturday's game in Mobile. 
But quarterback James Blackman will be a game-time decision. Now, I do want to mention that regardless of Blackman's status, whether he is active or not, Lane Hatcher will remain the starting quarterback. Meanwhile, since we've spoken to you last, the Sunbelt Conference has officially announced the future addition of not one but two programs. Yesterday, it was the University of Southern Mississippi to the league lineup. They went ahead and had the press conference and did the whole deal. Uh, today, they've put out the official announcements for Old Dominion University joining the league. However, uh, they won't do the press conference and the, the full hoorah until tomorrow. But uh, we'll get to know the ODU Monarchs a little bit today on the program. Of course, Southern Miss joins the league from Conference USA, where they were a founding member in 1995. Old Dominion, also a Conference USA team. However, fun fact, they were in the Sun Belt many, many moons ago from 82 to 91. That was when the Sun Belt was a basketball league. Yeah, a little bit of a different look for the league at that point in time. But uh, again, I, I personally know out of these four editions, I know the very least about the Monarchs. So this is kind of going to be a, a learning process for all of us as we get to know more about ODU. Their mascot's Big Blue. The mascot's always the most important part, so we got that we got that figured out. Do want to also mention Memphis Grizzlies continue their road trip tonight in Portland. Tip-off right here on the ticket is at 9 o'clock. And, of course, last night World Series getting underway. Braves came out hot. Uh, won that one six to two over the Astros. Charlie Morton is a superhero, yeah. and Jorge Soler hit a first at bat homer uh, to get the party started. So we'll look over some news. First and time notes in 117 yeah. years. Wild stuff. That the leadoff batter of the game hit a home run. The other leadoff batters to hit home runs in the World Series all hit them in the bottom of the first. Solaire was the first guy yeah. ever. They've been playing World Series for a while. I hope to goodness Charlie Morton was the first dude to pitch on a broken leg and record three outs, but with baseball <laughs> history going back to that forever and where they used to just send people out there and throw until their limbs fell off, probably not the case. Uh, it's the get three outs part that separates Morton. Yeah. Bob Gibson pitched with a broken leg and... Snapped it in two in 1967. All right, let's... But he, he came back that year and won three games in the World Series. <laughs> let's change the subject, because this is making me squeamish, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Let's throw out the topic of the day. How about that, since we need to do that anyways? It's actually a fill-in-the-blank com topic today here, so I want you to jump in with your answers. The Sunbelt's additions for now of Southern Miss and Old Dominion to the league lineup are blank. And, of course, that's where you jump in with your answer. So, again, uh, a couple different things there. One, four now. Again, by all accounts, Marshall and James Madison still on the way. There are just some different issues that are going on with each one of those institutions. Marshall has no leadership. They do not have a president. They have an interim AD. They've got to introduce a couple of those people before they can officially jump on board to the Sun Belt, and then, of course, James Madison, uh, due to Virginia laws as they are moving from the FCS to the FBS, have to go through a different process than other institutions. So that that's coming next week. So today, that's why we're just focusing on, for now, Southern Miss and Old Dominion. And again, man, as many twists and turns as everything is taken along football realignment and conference realignment, I don't necessarily, even though it's everybody just assumes and knows it's going to happen, I don't necessarily want to count all the chickens before they hatch. So that's what we're going to focus on. Well, let's, let's wait for the 
chicken yeah. to hatch. Yeah. That's what we're going to focus today on those two programs. So we'll start with the league started, which is with Southern Miss yesterday. And again, I feel like this is a a school that most people in this area are familiar with. You can, you, they're not too far away. Hattiesburg is not too far away. Most of you at some point in time have driven through there uh, or maybe even gone down there for a specific reason. And so this is a kind of a, the, the known quantity here. Although I will say it caught me by surprise a little bit to go back and look at how long it had been since Arkansas State had played the Eagles in any of what I would think of as as the main four sports. Um, It just seems like it would just be a no-brainer that Southern Miss would be on your your call list for a team to touch base with in terms of non-conference schedule because of the fact that they are pretty close and because it would be an easy road trip for both fan bases. However... A-State hasn't played Southern Miss in football since 2008. Haven't played in baseball since 2008. It's been 2003 since they've played in men's basketball and 2000 since they've met in women's hoops. So, feels a little bit like these institutions are due. (laughs) And we know we'll start seeing some of these matchups again in in 2023. Of course, when you look at, at the success for Southern Miss, where they've had it, where they've been lacking over the last few years, we we kind of went through ba- or excuse me football yesterday and, and talked about uh, the twists and turns that their past decade have had. But of course, they're very very good on uh, on the baseball diamond, and, and that's kind of what they've hung their hat on over the past few years with going to regionals in, in five consecutive seasons. So very very good in that aspect. Uh, Sun Belt baseball is going to be really the diamond sports in general were incredibly strengthened by these additions. Uh, notes from, I guess, the Eagles presser that kind of stood out to me yesterday. Of course, most of it was just like, hey, you know, we like you, you like us, let's all be friends. But they did elaborate a little bit more than that on why this was such a fit. And from the Southern Miss side of it, a lot of it was was geography related. Um, one, they're going to save, and as travel costs fluctuates, this number will be slightly different each year. But one, they, they can save up to half a million dollars every year on travel when you look now at the sunbelt footprint which the league of course put up put out a map yesterday that had to be updated today but particularly there in the west where southern miss is going to fit in man southern miss barely has to leave the house to go play south al to go play troy to go play uh lafayette i mean those schools are just right there so all of a sudden their fans get to turn any game, not any game, but a lot of their league games into a day trip. You could go there that morning, watch the game, go home at night. You don't have to not worry a about. Problem. Yeah, you don't have to worry about um, uh, hotels and and things like that. And it's it's just really really easy for the fans. So that's huge. But one of the things that you know I know I probably haven't discussed as much in this process, but what this does for your student athletes, all of a sudden. Now you've got the travel time, the time that they will be away from campus, the times that they will have to miss classes is significantly lessened. And Jeremy McLean yesterday in their in their press conference couldn't put, you know, an exact number on that. But but this eases things up for them in that standpoint dramatically. I mean, would you rather go if you're (laughs) if you're in Hattiesburg, would you rather go to Lafayette or would you rather go to El Paso? 
I'd rather go to Lafayette. I feel like that's kind of a <laughs> no-brainer. The food is better, too. <laughs> so you, the food is awfully good in El Paso. Yeah. So you've got a, a, a great situation for them there. And then it just, just regionally, they feel like a, a fit for so many other reasons. And I'm excited to see them on the schedule. Also, one note uh, that kind of jumped out at me from the press conference, of course, Keith Gill was there uh, as well. Um, talking about uh, the league and, and the addition in the past year and everything. But one thing that it seemed like was kind of glanced over a little bit, but he talked about last year and what last year did for the league. Because, again, there were so many games due to COVID that were shifted around, and we saw more and more games than ever before put on you know, the big ESPN family of networks. Bumped up from ESPN Plus to ESPN2. Bumped up from ESPN2 to ESPN. And he said that, last year due to that 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 created about 261 million dollars in um uh, my mind just went blank but in uh can't find the word i'm looking for equity this this is great not equity but it 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 was just in value 261 million dollars in value for the league in terms of the fact that all of a sudden you had these three and four hour advertisements for coastal carolina for arkansas state for troy that would have been on ESPN Plus before. So pretty uh, pretty cool stuff there. But we'll hear more from Keith Gill tomorrow as uh, there's going to be yet another press conference as the league is set to add Old Dominion. Old Dominion was founded in 1930, by the way. Student population of 24,000. They've won some natties. Although several are in sports that are not uh, currently Sunbelt sports. So we'll look more at Old Dominion when we come back later on in the program. Because again, I, I personally have a lot to learn about the Monarchs. I don't know anything about Old Dominion prior to Googling frantically over the past few days, to be honest with you. That's, that's it. I got, I got a lot to learn. Well, they used to be a two-year adjunct to William and Mary. But then they became a four-year school and wound up with their independence. Well, I have learned this today. In that all of a sudden, they probably bring in the most high-profile baseball alum to the league. Justin Verlander is an ODU alum. Wow. So they have a, they can claim a surefire Hall of Famer in waiting in terms of their baseball alum. Slam dunk, no doubt. So they get uh, they get a star, they get you know some points for sheer star rating in terms of alumni. They also had some faculty member that you know learned how to make rocket fuel from Mars dust. But obviously, baseball is more important, so that's what we'll focus on today on the program. We're a little bit overdue for a break, so we'll go ahead and take one. Phone lines are open during the commercials at nine three zero three seven seven six. Again, fill in the blank with us today. The Sun Belt editions for now of Southern Miss and Old Dominion to the league lineup or blank. Looking forward to hearing your answers. We'll hit pause. Be back in a moment here on The Ticket. We are the station that always has our howl on. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. 95.3. 
the Your ticket. Your vehicle is a personal and important investment. At Central Collision Center, we're more than collision repair. We do everything from minor paint touch-ups and windshield replacements to framework. We're committed to customer satisfaction and provide the highest quality of service. At Central Collision Center, we provide honest and expert auto care and offer a written lifetime warranty and on-site rental car arrangements. Stop by or give us a call today to schedule your free estimate. Central Collision Center. Professional. Convenient. Reliable. Behind Central Chevrolet on Stadium and online at centralcollisionctr.com. At Mr. T's, they know football games start way before kickoff. And that's why Mr. T's is your tailgate party headquarters this football season. Get 30 packs of Bud, Bud Light, Coors, and Miller Light for just $20.75, tax included. Plus, Mr. T's has the largest selection of beers and wines from around the world, all at the absolute best prices. So make the game-winning drive to Mr. T's at Riverside or Mr. T's Express in Red Onion, Missouri. And as always, Mr. T's reminds you to drink responsibly. Mr. T's at Riverside. What does better mean to you? Maybe it's better services, better support, better ways to build a life or buy a home or run a business. First Security is your partner for it all with resources and solutions that make a difference for you and others. That's because First Security takes care of customers while building communities. Better for you, better for Arkansas, better for all. First Security, bank better. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hello, I'm estate planning and elder law attorney Chad Oldham. More and more often today, I hear clients tell me that the only thing golden about the golden years is that it takes all the gold to grow old. Don't be a victim of rising health care and nursing home costs. Be prepared. Have a plan. Contact us today to find out how we help our clients protect and preserve assets for family and future generations. The Oldham Law Firm, 603 Southwest Drive in Jonesboro, or visit us on the web at oldhamlawfirm.com. Do you want to put your products in front of thousands of people all in one weekend? Then reserve your commercial exhibit or sporting collectibles booth space today to make sure you're part of the Wings Over the Prairie Festival in Stuttgart Thanksgiving weekend. The Wings Over the Prairie Festival is an Arkansas tradition featuring the latest in hunting products and innovations. Get in on the action. Call the Stuttgart Chamber of Commerce today, 870-673-1602, or go to StuttgartArkansas.org and make sure you get your products in front of thousands of people all in one weekend. Again, call 870 870- 673-1602 or go to studgardarkansas.org. Redwoods fans, this is your coach, Butch Jones, and it's football time in Jonesboro. We can't wait to see you pack the vault for six home games this fall. Hatcher steps up, going to keep it. Inside the 10, inside the 5 lane, Hatcher is into the end zone. Touchdown, Arkansas State. Help us lock the vault. Secure your seat now. Visit astateredwolves.com or call 870-972-2781. Wolves up. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone, about uh, 10-ish or so minutes away from a conversation with Arkansas State cross-country coach Jesse Duvall. Looking forward to that. Red Wolves going to be busy this weekend. It's the cross-country championships coming up. So we'll get the preview there and, and see where this team is at heading into, well, final race for cross-country of 2021. I say that. They'll have individuals that have opportunities to continue to run Later on down the line, but a big, big weekend coming up. Kara Keith Cato with you, 9303776 is the number to call. Fill in the blank with this today. The Sunbelt's additions, for the time being, of Southern Miss and Old Dominion are 
blank. So looking forward to reading, seeing your answers today, as a lot of you have commented on Twitter at this point. And uh, of course, you can call us on the phones as well. Do you want to check in on Arkansas State for a few minutes here as the Red Wolves get closer and closer to kickoff Saturday in Mobile? And by the way, it's homecoming slash Hall of Fame weekend for the Jaguars. So they're going to have all the hoopla going on before, during, after this game. And, you know, for forever, it just seemed like this was going to be one of those series that Arkansas State just kind of kind of owned. You know, they had a lot of good success against South Alabama early as the Jaguars were, were building up their program and going through a couple coaching changes and things like that. And now... The Jags have won three out of the last four. And even though I felt like all of those have, have for the most part, kind of been ugly wins for South Al, especially the first one they got in this series in 2017, I mean, wins are wins regardless. And Arkansas State needs to get back in the win column in, in this series. This is going to be, of course, a, a little bit of a different South Al team. they got a new head coach in Kane Womack. And it's a team that started out this season – looking pretty good, and they've hit a few road bumps lately, including last weekend's loss to ULN. With that loss, I, I don't, I didn't watch that game unfold, to be honest with you, so I had to go back and read a little bit about how that one came to be, but in that game, South Al kind of collapsed late, is what happened. ULM scored the final 17 points in that one, and that is how the Warhawks were able to get that win, which was their second in a row, and kind of take over the title of, of most improved team in the league. For a while, I thought that was going to be South Al, but... Not now. No, it's ULM. <laughs> it's ULM even if they lose by 30 in <laughs> every single one of their last games. It's still ULM, because <laughs> nobody on the planet had them winning four games this year. I bet Terry Bowden didn't even have them winning four games this year. But yet, lo and behold... That is what uh, what is next there for, or what uh, what the the case is there at ULM. When you look at you know what A State is going to have to deal with in in trying to defeat the Jags, you know their quarterback is is playing well. Jake Bentley is starting to climb up some some national passing charts, and you know, good for him, whatever. But the big thing you have to do is you just cannot let <laughs> Jalen Tolbert go out. Yeah. And have yet another career day against you. I mean, that's it. It, it, You're not going to shut him down. But can you limit him and not let him have a record-setting game? Because in his past two games against Arkansas State, the young man has seven touchdowns and 396 yards. That's a pretty high bar. It's insane. It's insane what he has done to Arkansas State over the past two years. It has been a one-man wrecking crew with what South Al, how South Al is beat A-State. I think, you know, you go back to, to 2019 and you see him go off. And, you know, sometimes you just tip your cap because sometimes players are just going to have insane performances against you and you just kind of say all right well good for you dude cool we'll see you next time and you would anticipate that the next time your team plays that guy they know hey this guy is dangerous we need to lock in on this guy 
And then, no, 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 no. Jalen Tolbert had a better game in 2020 than he had in 2019. So, <laughs> so I mean, that's it. You can't shut him down, but how do you at least find a way to limit him? My, ideally, A-State needs, which this is impossible, by the way, but ideally, I would like to see A-State hold him under 65 yards. Again, this is impossible, but but here's why. When you look back in, in Sunbelt history, the receiver who, during his career, kind of owned A-State, Previously was T.Y. Hilton. No other Sunbelt receiver has more yards against A-State than, than T.Y. He's got 460. Tolbert's got 396. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's, he's real close on that leaderboard, yeah. and, uh, and he's going to be hard to stop. But of course, T.Y. Hilton has run past. Oh, a lot of defensive backfields. He probably owns a few different Sun Belt teams. If you went back yeah. and looked at the stats on some yeah. of the numbers that he put up, I would, I would guarantee. You know what? He's probably got more yards than 460 against somebody else. So yeah. that's not necessarily a, a bad I mean, thing. There's a the reason NFL he's had teams. what, like a nine-year, ten-year NFL career, whatever year he's on now. Oh yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's really good. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, during Sunbelt Conference Media Day back in, what, late July when we were in New Orleans, had the opportunity to talk with Jalen Tolper. And, and one, I really enjoyed that conversation. I mean, I wanted to tell him he was terrible and I wanted to hate him and all that. Not, he's a great young man, really easy to talk to, really fun to talk to. And I liked uh, what, what he had to say. And I, wanna, I, I went back and revisited that audio, and I've got just a couple quick, quick clips I want to share with you guys about what he had to say that day. And, of course... We had to ask, why is it that you always managed to go off against Arkansas State? And, and this is what he had to say about those career days. Honestly, just having fun playing ball. And y'all have had the, you know, the best two receivers in the conference the past two years. So I kind of put that chip on my shoulder and wanted to see if I could go hand-in-hand. I know Omar and Jay Adams, so see if I can go and compete with them and see who can have the best game. And it's turned out for me the past two years. So I guess I got to go with Corey Rucker this year. Heard he's pretty good. Very complimentary there of, of A-State. So uh, that, you know, again, really humble young man it was like ah, I just got to match what these guys are doing well you did Jalen you did cool so good for you uh one more clip here to share uh I've mentioned this before but if you weren't aware um the strength and conditioning coach for South Alabama is Matt Shadid who of course was here when Blake Anderson first became the head coach and uh kind of considered that a little bit of a, a secret weapon and Tolbert talks about what Shadid has brought to that team in terms of attitude honestly uh Shadid this offseason is, is a big part of my success. He's helped a lot of the guys, actually, uh, with not only strength and conditioning, but leadership skills. You know, he's big on bringing younger guys along, bringing, you know, your teammates along and connecting. So he's helped us in a, in a, a lot just being there from the spring until now. And, you know, it's it, it's a guy that you're excited to go to work for. So, you know, we know we have to go in there and we know we have to impress and, and show out for Shadid. So we come in and we have that mindset ready to work. So he's done a, a fabulous job and uh, it's a blessing to be able to have him as my strength coach. I am curious what we're going to see on the field in terms of, you know, what, what differences, what this year's Jaguars squad looks like uh, compared to last year's. So i tell you what, not going to take a break. We'll keep, make up for it later. But uh, we are going to go to the Ritter Communications Hotline. Switch gears, continue with the A-State talk, but talk a little across country. 
is Arkansas State head cross-country coach Jesse Duvall is with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Coach, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Hey, doing good. Uh, big weekend coming up for the Red Wolves Sunbelt Cross-Country <laughs> Championships uh, just a couple yes, of ma'am. days away. How do you feel like this squad has been running over the past couple meets as you get ready for this? Uh, I'm really happy. I, I think they started to roll into shape. Uh, we had a good opening meet, uh, kind of just let them pack run, run together, uh, and then everything just seemed to start rolling over the last probably three to four weeks. So they're definitely in shape. What is the, excuse me, what's the mental attitude that you want to see from both your women's team and your men's team going into the Sunbelt Conference Championships? Is there a game plan for how you want to attack the cross-country distance? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's always a game plan. Um, we've sat down and discussed the the best way to run uh, to put our, both our men and women in the, the best possible scenario. Um, I think as far as mentally, I just want to see them happy. Uh, we actually, we're on the bus right now. We just stopped for lunch and everybody was sitting together and laughing and having a good time. And I think they run the best when they're loose, uh, which is what they look like right now. On the bus to Mobile, where uh, these championships will be held in just a couple days. Backing up uh, just a little bit, what was it? Split squad action the last time out. How was, how was the last meet for A-State? Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, we actually got a chance to fly down to Tallahassee, Florida for pre-nats uh, with my top seven men, top seven women. Um, had a really, really good showing. Uh, our men were in the, the unseated section, which is the slower of the two sections, but they ran from the front. Um, actually had quite a few lifetime PRs. Uh, Lexington uh, <laughs> stuck to the race plan, went to the front from the gun, and kind of won it wire to wire. So that was awesome to watch. Um and then a, a great showing from the group that went to a, a Little Rock. I, I believe my men finished second overall at that meet uh, with what is uh, uh, essentially our B squad. So my, my 9 through 15 went down to, to Little Rock and kind of showed them that they're in shape too. Loose team, running well, coming into this. I want to back up just a little bit. Uh, feel like obviously the A-State women are going to have a target on their back the past couple of years having won this, but the in terms of all the success a state has had over the past couple of years in indoor outdoor cross country the the men's team title has been the one that's just kind of eluded you guys other than you know just going out and running faster why is why has a state not been able to grab that one that's just a tough one uh app state has always been a a very solid distance program on the men's side um south alabama kind of jumped everybody last year we expected them to finish third or fourth and at their home course, they, they ran well, ran from the front, kind of surprised everybody. Um, it's just tough on the distance side uh, for the men. Um, obviously, bumping up to 8,000 meters from 5,000 meters in, in high school is a little bit of a change. Uh, thankfully, the women don't have to deal with that. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's for some reason in the 8,000, we just haven't been able to put it together uh, at the conference meet. I, I think this is the year that we have a team that can do it. Uh, but they have to show up on the day and make it happen. We're pretty familiar with with home court advantage, home field advantage for South Alabama. What is a what is a home course advantage like? Oh, it's huge. Uh, I mean, they're training on that course probably twice a week the entire fall, um, and we obviously see it one time yeah. when we go down there for for conference. Uh, so yeah, having a, a home course like that is a huge advantage, just like it is in in any other sport, football, basketball. Just because you 
You know where the hills are. They're not going to surprise you. Absolutely. Where the hills are, the, the sharp turns, where you need to make moves, where, where people can't see you, uh, those kind of things. So go through how this works for us, for those of us who are not is up to speed on, <laughs> on a, a cross-country championship. You know, what is, what is the format? What are you trying to do? How, how do you come away with the win? So it's, it's like golf. Lowest score wins. Um, first place is one point. Second place is two points, so on and so forth. Uh, and you score your top five runners. Um, now you can go super in depth and talk about the six and seven as displacers, but uh, the important uh, part of it is the top five. Uh, obviously, if we can put our top five in front of uh, South Alabama's top five and App State's top five, uh, then we'll end up with the, low, the lowest score, which is the goal on the day. Now, again, the women won this last year, actually the last two years, but comparing last year's team to this year's team, how many of those top runners are returning for the women? We actually brought all but one back from last year's team. Um, obviously, losing Elizabeth Gillette is a, a huge blow. She was my number three last year. I believe she finished fifth or sixth, if I remember correctly. Um, so that's kind of a hard one to replace. Um, but the rest of the girls have, have stepped up. We made a few additions. We made a couple of changes as far as training. Um, and I think we're going back into this year with uh, a team of the same caliber as last year. Will you have that target on your back being, you know, back-to-back champs in, in this event on the for the women? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. I, I, other coaches have said it all year. Um, our women are the team to beat this year, and we're going to run like it, and, and hopefully the, that's true on the on the day. Um, but, yeah, no, absolutely. It's winning cross-country, winning indoor, winning outdoor, it's, it's become a tradition at Arkansas State, which is fun. Uh, it's definitely fun to be a part of a winning program, but – when you're up there consistently, people want to knock you off. It's also been a little bit of a tradition for you to walk out of that thing with a cross-country coach of the year award. Do you get a lot of grief from your fellow coaches kind of just showing up and being able to win that right off the flip? <laughs> yeah, I did get a little bit. Uh, it was kind of fun. I, I didn't realize that was going to happen the first year. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's something that I would prefer to make happen every single year. And now if we can just pick one up on the men's side as well, I'll be even more happy. And, of course, in the running sports, it's always about what do you do on race day? Yep. Yep, yep. I mean, paper says one thing, but as long as you show up on the day, a team that's ranked third, fourth, fifth realistically has a shot to to come away with a title if you can put it together. Looking at uh, what can happen here for the men, uh, kind of the same question as the women. This is a team that finished, I believe, third last year in, in the Sunbelt uh, Cross-Country Championship. But how many of those guys are you bringing back from last year's uh, bronze squad? We actually brought back everybody on the guys' side. Okay. Um, yeah, everybody's back. Everybody's in better shape this year. Um, it's actually the same team that finished uh, second two years ago. So we've had the same group of guys together for quite some time uh, so they know each other they know how to race they know how to race with each other uh, which is probably the most important thing um, so yeah it, it's definitely a perk not having uh, lost anybody on the men's side so you've got of course it was it was Bennett Pasco that won the individual title last year then you've got Lexington Hilton who's coming off uh, a really really good race last week what are you looking for in particular for those two from those two guys uh, we're going to try and go for the individual win again. Uh, now, I can't tell you exactly which one I think is going to take it, but we're going to give them <laughs> both a shot to, to go after it. It's it's definitely uh, it's nice having two guys in the same jersey out front. They can feed off of each other. 
whereas the guys that are going to go for the individual title from other programs are having to do it on their own. Um, so it, it makes a difference uh, in the same way that having the home court advantage uh, or home course advantage uh, makes a difference as far as racing at, at championship meets. Is it possible to draft <laughs> in cross country? <laughs> you know, one guy can lead for a while, then the other guy can get ahead and let the second guy relax a little bit more? Uh, yep, yep. Believe it or not, it, it is a very real thing in cross country, uh, especially when we go to these open courses down by the water where it's super windy. Cross country coach Jesse Duvall here with us, previewing the Sunbelt Conference Championships coming up uh, Friday in Mobile. I guess it, what is what is the competition like there among your men's team when you have guys like Hilton, guys like Pasco that are going to be some of each other's strongest competition for a, for a first place run? It's super healthy. Um, I mean, we show up to practice day in and day out, and they understand that they can't take a day off. Uh, you take a day off, and all of a sudden you go from number two on the team to number five on the team. Um, like I said, uh, I know when we first talked at the beginning of the season, I, I mentioned the depth of the program on the men's side right now. and It's, it's been proven. Um, so it's the, the competition day in and day out at practice when we go to meet is, is very healthy. Uh, it's the way it should be because we have a group of guys trying to push each other forward. Um, and as much as I have guys that want to run faster, they want to see their teammates run just as fast. Sure. So today it's on the bus. Friday it's obviously race day. What is tomorrow like as you kill some time and <laughs> wait on Friday? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of re- relaxation. Uh, it'll be nice to get the, the bus ride out of our legs tomorrow. We're going to go and preview the course, uh, do a little bit of a shakeout, go and have a nice dinner as a group, and um, honestly do everything but think about the race. Uh, and then we'll wake up Friday morning. It's, it's nothing but race day. What is a pre-race dinner like? Is it 8 million pounds of pasta or is it it's something else? <laughs> it is way too much pasta. I can promise you that. <laughs> got I know very little about running, but I know you got a carb load if you do the if you do the long distance <laughs> stuff. So I at least got that one figured out. Uh, waking up Friday morning, how will you guys go about your day to get everybody in in the best shape uh, physically, mentally to to run this race? Uh, we'll treat it like we know we do every race day. Uh, obviously, conference is, is the goal, um, but if you treat it as anything bigger than another meet, then the, the stress starts to get a little bit overwhelming. Uh, so it'll be a normal day for us. We'll wake up uh, probably around 5.30, 6 o'clock, go for a short 10, 15-minute shakeout, um, have breakfast, uh, make sure all the little things are present, the bibs on the jersey, the spikes on the shoes, um, and then we'll head to the course about 90 minutes out and from there, it's just a normal warm-up and uh, drill strides and, and be ready to go when we tilt the line. We know that so many athletes have, have game day rituals. I'm sure there are some race day rituals as well. Any that stand out from your runners? Oh, my goodness. I try and stay away from them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love my distance runners, uh, but it is true that distance runners are a little bit crazy. Um, and so I, I try and distance myself when they get to their, their ritual point of the day. I mean, that's what you did. What were your race day rituals? Oh, I was an odd one. I, I honestly, I counted everything. I, I needed to think of anything uh, except the race. So driving to the course, I'd count like red cars or <laughs> something random. I just, I didn't want to focus on uh, the race. It's, I mean, it's a big competition. So again, you start dwelling on it. It starts to become overwhelming. So if you can trick your brain into tricking your body, that. Uh, everything is normal and, and you can relax, then the day's going to go a lot better. 
We'll let you get back to counting cars on the bus here in just a moment <laughs> as we get close to wrapping up our conversation with Arkansas State Cross Country Coach Jesse Duvall. Uh, I mean, just what overall the biggest key tomorrow for this team, to, this program to come away with, with a, at least a couple team titles, maybe an individual title or two as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I can keep my four and five uh, attached to my two and three, uh, I think we're going to leave happy tomorrow. Um, I just need to make sure that the back end of my, my top seven is, is attached. Um, as long as they're within the race, uh, I think if we can all be together with a 1,000 meters to go, I think our, our program has the best shot to live with a title on both sides, men and women. Well, we look forward to keeping tabs on you guys on Friday, and uh, hopefully we look forward to a celebration chat sometime soon after that. Coach, uh, have this, a safe rest of your trip, and hopefully we can touch base with you soon. Thanks for the time today. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. Thanks, Coach. Again, Arkansas State Cross Country Coach Jesse Duvall. On the bus. Already on the bus. On the way to Mobile. Is, yeah, because uh, you don't want to get off the bus and go run. No. <laughs> that I mean, won't work well. I don't want to get off my couch and go run, so it's really <laughs> hard for me to imagine any kind of mental space that they're in. But uh, but good information there. Do you want to pass along that uh, when this gets underway on Friday, you'll be able to catch it on ESPN+. Plus. So if you already have that subscription, because that's where you watch your football and your basketball and everything else, you'll be able to keep tabs on this uh, as well there on ESPN+. Plus. So we'll follow along on Friday. Overdue for a break. Let's hit one. We've actually got a couple to make up for. We'll do it. We'll be back in a moment here on The Ticket. We're not as socially awkward as you think. Search for 95.3 The Ticket on Facebook and follow us at 95.3 The Ticket on Twitter. Cooler weather is here, but that doesn't mean it's time to put up the clubs. NEA Golf Cars has all the accessories for the golfer who knows there is no off-season. Go by NEA Golf Cars and see their selection of windshields, rain covers, and countless other manufacturer original parts. And if it's time to park your cart, bring it to NEA Golf Cars for service to make sure there are no surprises next spring. And as always, you can check out their selection of new golf cars, including the Onward Series from Club Car. Call 236-GOLF or get by NEA Golf Cars, Highway 49 in Paragool. Forest Kitchen and Bath, 5412 Stadium Boulevard in Jonesboro, Northeast Arkansas's premier kitchen and bath contractor. Let Vores Kitchen and Bath bring our skill, passion, and love of design to your new or existing home. Dedicated to your complete satisfaction, Vores Kitchen and Bath will turn your dream design into reality. The latest trends, designs, and over 70 years of experience. Visit us at VoresKitchenandBath.com or call us at 268-0665 to schedule a free estimate with Gerald or Michael. Vores Kitchen and Bath, your kitchen, your bath, our passion. Hog prices down a bit, most everything else up. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Act Network with your EAB New Market Report. December corn at 5.56 and a half up 13 with March corn at 5.65 and a quarter up 13. November soybeans 12.40 and a quarter up 2 and a quarter with January soybeans 12.49 and a half up 2. December wheat at 7.57 and a quarter up 5 with March wheat at 7.69 and three quarters up 4 and a half. December cotton at 109.75 up 104 with March cotton at 108 up 113. November rice at 13.38 up 10 cents. January rice also up a dime to 13.64. Moving on to livestock now, October live cattle at 127.30 up 47 and a half. December live cattle 131.72 and a half up 27 and a half. October feeder cattle 156.12 and a half up 15 with November feeder cattle 158.55 down 122 and a half. December lane hogs at 72.12 and a half down 45 with February hogs at 74.52 and a half down 62 and a half. That's your EAB Noon Market Report and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. Arkansas rice farmer Roger Polner. Row crop farmers use prescribed 
burning this time of year as part of a total crop management strategy to remove crop residue following the harvest of rice, uh, soybeans, corn, and cotton. And prescribed burning is actually an efficient and economical way of eliminating pests and disease that can be detrimental to future crops as well as helping prepare fields for the next growing season. The simplest and easiest way to get complete voluntary smoke management guidelines is to visit the Arkansas Agriculture Department website, aad.arkansas.gov, and just click on the smoke management button once you get on their homepage. And additional information is also available at any of our partnering organizations, the Arkansas Farm Bureau, Ag Council of Arkansas, University of Arkansas Systems Division of Agriculture, the Arkansas Soybean Association, and the Arkansas Rice Federation. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara, Keith, and Cade with you. Again, uh, appreciate Arkansas State cross-country coach Jesse Duvall joining us for our A-State Spotlight brought to you by our friends at Calmer Solutions. We take care of technology so you can take care of business. They were on the bus to Mobile. And again, coming up on Friday for the Sunbelt Cross-Country Championship. You can catch it on ESPN+. Plus. The women run at 10 and the men at 11. So when we're here with you on Friday, if you're not able to watch those, we'll be able to give you the recap on the show because both of those will be final. So hopefully. Over and done with by yeah. then. Hopefully on Friday we can we can recap some winners. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. Again, man, you look back at kind of the A-State Sunbelt dominance over the past few years. They're, you know, back-to-back cross-country, back at least back-to-back indoor and outdoor women's track and field. They've – look – I've lost track. They've won so many Sunbelt titles over the past few years. I've lost track. But the one that's been just just out of reach is a men's cross-country. Men's cross-country. So they got to cross that one off the list. If you missed that interview earlier, we'll have it up following the program at 953theticket.com. In the meantime, our KavanaughCars.com question today. Well, not so much a question. It's, it's a fill-in-the-blank topic. The Sunbelt's additions, for now, of Southern Miss and Old Dominion to the league lineup are blank. Now, again, that's two of the four, Marshall and James Madison, on the way. There are comments that, I'm not like nervous, nervous, but there are comments that I've seen from Marshall's, you know, interim leadership that are kind of of the slow your roll variety. But I think it's not necessarily... A situation where they're like, oh, we're not doing this. It's just a situation where they don't want to speak for the leadership that is right. about to be in place. So so I did see something this morning. And for a second, I was like, oh, man, is this is is this hit a snag? Does it look like this might not happen? But I'm, I don't believe that's the case. I still believe they're in. I just believe, again, they don't have a president. They don't have an AD. They've got a... They want to get a president, at least. They've yeah. got uh, a couple different... Things that they are trying to... And I think this week they're going to get the president. Yeah. I, I believe that's the case. I think that's tomorrow. Yep. I think I read that somewhere that they would have an introductory... Introductory news conference. News conference the there. President. president. So you cross that bridge and then not too much to go to figure out what's next. Nine three zero three seven seven six is the number to call. And I know we've got somebody on hold. Phone lines... 
or excuse me, messages aren't working for a moment. So who we got with us? This is MC. Hey, MC, how you doing? Doing good. I got a question for you. Okay, fire away. Okay, Who is the football program for, and who should pay for it? What do you mean? Well, should the students be paying 60%? Or should the community pay 60%? Or the alumni pay 60%? That's a good question. In, in theory, it would be the fans that support the programs. Yeah, but the students built a student activity center, and now the football program is taking it over. But the students still got to pay it out of their fees for that for that uh, activity center. How much are student fees at A State? I know the uh, the overall allocation percentage is is one of the lower ones in the Sun Belt, but that doesn't mean it's it's not existent. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they uh, they pay the athletic fee. They pay the bond fee to, for the student activity center that the athletes use. Uh, they pay more in room and board, so auxiliary income income can support the athletic department. These are all true, and that's the way it's been for fifty years plus. At least that much. Yeah. MC, I, I apologize, but we're getting close to having to wrap up our hour. Can we can we put you on hold, or can we revisit this at at another date? I'll call back and get your answer at another date. Okay. Hey, thank you for calling. Thanks for listening today. All right. Bye. Well overdue for a break. Let's hit one. We'll be back in a moment on the ticket. Northeast Arkansas's sports station is 95.3 The Ticket. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Baseball isn't just about talent. It's about timing as well. The Braves won only 88 regular season games, but they made some key personnel moves, and their guys got hot at the right time of the year. And now they're a different team, a very confident team, even though they didn't have a dominant regular season. Last night, they opened the World Series with a strong statement. Even with starter Charlie Morton breaking his leg and leaving early, Atlanta beat Houston 6-2. Whatever this team was back in June doesn't matter. They have a potent lineup. Their bullpen is peaking. Early home runs certainly helped set the tone, and the bullpen was terrific, holding down Houston for over six innings. I know it's one game, and the Astros have no reason to panic. They've shown the ability to come back strong from losses. But any thought that Houston is a decided favorite probably vanished after a very impressive performance by the Atlanta Braves last night in Game 1. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The hottest rookies, the biggest superstars, the all-time greats. There's only one place to collect them all, Panini Trading Cards. As the exclusive trading card partner of the NFL and the NFLPA, Panini America utilizes iconic brands like Don Rusk and Contenders, delivering instant classic trading cards of the most popular players. For autograph cards, memorabilia, rare inserts, and rookie cards, there's something for everyone in Panini America packs. Start or continue your collection today at PaniniAmerica.net. First dates, second dates, 333rd dates. Whatever the number, when the moment comes, you need to be ready. Roman ready. Being Roman ready means you have the confidence and the control to perform when the moment comes. Go to GetRoman.com forward slash community and connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional. If appropriate, 
they can prescribe ED treatment to help you beat Roman ready. Visit today, and if you prescribe, get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Get up to $170 back at Plaza Tire Service on a set of Dixie Peck or Mickey Thompson off-road tires. Save $70 instantly on a set of four at Plaza Tire Service, plus get $100 back by mail on eligible Mickey Thompson tread patterns. This exclusive deal on go-anywhere, great-looking off-road tires is only at Plaza Tire Service. In Jonesboro on South Caraway and at our newest store on East Johnson Avenue. Get up to $170 back on a set of Dixie Peck or Mickey Thompson off-road tires at Plaza Tire Service. Professional, convenient, reliable. You can count on it all at Central Buick GMC. Call today to schedule your service appointment. Central Buick GMC Service Department is open Monday through Saturday. Whether you need an oil change, tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Buick GMC. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember GMC. Professional, convenient, reliable. Schedule your service needs today on Parker Road in Jonesboro and online at Central Buick GMC. MC.com. Um, hello? Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Very quick segment here before we wrap up this noon hour. So Keith Merritt just here with us for... Another quick minute, of course, Kate and I will be back in the second hour of the program. But, Keith, I think uh, just enough time to get your answer to our fill-in-the-blank topic today. The Sunbelt editions of Southern Miss and Old Dominion to the league lineup are? A good beginning. Okay. And we'll get to, have, we'll get to do this again <laughs> round two next week. Ra- round two next week. And I think the Sunbelt will be in a much better shape uh, than it is right now, frankly, with the addition of these four programs. Southern Miss seems like a slam dunk. Dunk of the four, Old Old Dominion is the one that I'm not hesitant about, but it doesn't seem as much like a natural fit for reasons we'll go over in hour two. But there's still there's still plenty, plenty of good reasons for them to be included in the league. Hey, you look at the map with the dots. Yeah. Of where the schools are, it makes sense. Yeah. And Conference USA. They're going to have to scoop up some FCSs because they're going to be down to five and they stretch from Florida to El Paso. It's going to look very different in a few years. Lots of rock. (laughs) Keith, look forward to uh, catching up with you tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks for having me. I'll be here tomorrow. All right. Uh, Keep it here. We've still got a lot to get into in the second hour of the program, including a chat with A-State Nation publisher Jeff Reed. He will join us at one to recap this week's recruiting news for the Red Wolves. Of course, still plenty more. More on Old Dominion, a little bit of baseball talk, maybe some Grizzlies. Who knows what we'll dive into in the second hour of the program. Keep it here with us. We'll be back in just a couple minutes for more of the Workday Red Zone.
This is Will Oswald with your Wednesday Ticket Sports Update from Candy A. Brought to you by Plants and Tire Service. It's quarterfinal day in state volleyball tournament action around the state of Arkansas in Class 2A at Quitman. Crowley's Ridge Academy on the floor against Slovakia in the AA quarterfinals. In the late game today, it'll be Richfield Christian taking on the Thaden School from Bentonville. That match will start at 6. In Class 3 at Paris High School, Hoxie takes on Hackett in the third quarterfinal of the day at 4 p.m. In Class 4A at Shallow Christian in Springdale, the Value Blazers run for for seven straight titles continues today. They're taking on the Southside Ladies Southerners right now in Springdale. Meanwhile, it's Brooklyn and Mina playing in the 4 o'clock quarterfinal. And Marion in the Class 5A tournament. Jonesboro is in action at this hour against Greenbrier. It'll be Paragold and Little Rock Christian Academy at 2. And host Marion will take on Greenwood in the quarterfinals at 6 o'clock this evening. Bringing you the best deal on tires since 1963. That's Plaza Tire Service. And that's the latest from the ticket. Would you like to earn up to $18.75 per hour and get 13 days of paid vacation and 13 paid holidays? Denso and Osceola is offering just that in your first year. Denso is the industry leader in the design of advanced automotive systems. Denso builds the best products in the world by using only the best people. You can earn up to $18.75 per hour and get 13 days of paid vacation and 13 paid holidays in your first year by becoming a Denso team member today. Start your new career with Denso. Denso also offers a sign-on bonus and attendance and referral bonuses, plus medical, vision, and dental insurance, and a 401k with a 4% match. Apply today at DensoCareers.com and search Osceola, Arkansas. That's D-E-N-S-O Careers.com and search Osceola, Arkansas. Walk-in interviews every Wednesday from 9 to 11.30 a.m. and 3 to 5 at 100 Denso Road in Osceola. Earn up to $18.75 per hour. Get 13 days paid vacation and 13 days paid holidays, plus benefits and a sign-on bonus today with you could keep telling yourself you're going to get your vehicle service, or you could just call Central Nissan today to schedule your service appointment. Don't put off till tomorrow what you could do today. Central Nissan Service Department is even open on Saturdays. Whether you need an oil change, tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Nissan. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember Central Nissan. Professional, convenient, reliable. Schedule your service needs today on Parker Road in Jonesboro and online at Central Nissan. It's the Ultimate Air Halloween Fall Festival this Friday and Saturday with fun for all ages, trick-or-treating, carnival games, face painting, an inflatable slide, delicious fall foods, and get the ultimate scare at the Ultimate Air Haunted House. And, of course, you can jump the night away at the Ultimate Air Halloween Fall Festival Friday 4 to 10 and Saturday noon to 10 with the Jet Brady Band performing each night. Get discounted jump tickets when you wear your costume. Call 333-JUMP and we'll see you at Ultimate Air 3223. Shelby Drive. All you ghosts and goblins out there, let 1812 Pizza Company feed your hunger this Halloween season. You have to try the zombie pizza loaded with creepy pepperoni, slimy salami, and an extra helping of spooky sauce. And 1812 Pizza has dessert covered too with their scary Reese's Pieces Pizza. Sure to put the treat in your trick-or-treating. Let 1812 Pizza feed your monstrous appetite with delivery from all three locations. Curbside pickup at Hilltop in Jonesboro and in Manila and drive through window on Ray Street in Jonesboro. Eat local this Halloween at 1812 Pizza Company. I'm Rex Nelson. As a native Arkansan, I take pride in our state's natural beauty. And as someone who has been in all 75 counties, I've seen how prevalent litter is across our state. It's time for people to clean up our state for those who live here and to enhance Arkansas's image for those wanting to visit. 
Let's clean up Arkansas. Visit KeepArkansasBeautiful.com to do your part and get involved. This message brought to you by this station, the Arkansas Broadcasters Association, and the Keep Arkansas Beautiful Commission. You're listening to KNEA Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Halfway through the week on a Wednesday, 1 o'clock here on the ticket, just a few moments away from touching base with A-State Nation publisher, Jeff Reed. It's been a busy week of recruiting for the Red Wolves. A-State picking up two commitments over the past couple of days. Of course, uh, you kind of wondered if that would be the case. I know that over the bye week, all of the coaches were out and about trying to visit commits and uh, potential commits. And again, it looks like that has already paid a couple of dividends with a commitment on Monday. A couple of very large offensive linemen to the class of 2022. So we'll get the update from Jeff Reed on that coming up here in just a few minutes. Yeah. So he'll join us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Meanwhile, the CavanaughCars.com topic today, fill in the blank, the Sunbelt's additions of Southern Miss and Old Dominion. To the league lineup are blank. And that's the question. But I think we've got Jeff Reed with us now on the Ritter Communications Hotline. So get all caught up. Mr. Reed, how are you today? I'm doing well, Miss Richie. How are you? How are you doing good? Let's get let's get caught up on some Cruton talk if you're all right with that. Do you want to start with Sadu Bay or Alaric Watson? Dealer's choice. Well, uh let's see. How about we go with uh with the one that's closest, that's Memphis. Okay. Uh Mr. Bay came over and visited uh the Lafayette game last Thursday and uh he was a very high priority guy. Uh, has, doesn't have a great big national reputation. Matter of fact, still unrated by 247. But he's a big dude, 6'6", 295, athletic guy, uh, probably an offensive tackle of the future. Uh, very personable young man, energetic. Uh, pretty excited about uh, the opportunity to come be a Red Wolf. Of course, uh, the size gets your attention, as you already mentioned, 6'6", right out of the gate. So another kind of rangy guy that looks like Butch Jones yeah. wants to add to this O-line. Well, well, you know, a lot of times you look at some of the teams that are coming into Jonesboro. You know, and, and one team I think about was like was like Memphis. Uh, long, lean, big, athletic-looking offensive lineman, and that's, that's something that uh, that Butch is and Coach Jones and his staff are – are moving toward. And like Alaric Watson's another one, though, 6'6", 275. Uh, kid that plays offensive and defensive tackle for Middle Tennessee Christian School in Murfreesboro. Um, has a lot of FCS offers, but also has some uh, uh, some attention of some P5 guys. But he's... Uh, He's he is committed and is planning on enrolling in January. 
Always a nice start when you can get somebody on campus while they're still technically a senior in high school. Yeah, he and uh, the tight end, Miller Montgomery from Mount Pleasant, Texas, right now are both planning on being January enrollees. So, especially with an offensive lineman like, like Watson, you get him in here and you get him in the weight program for this, you know, for the, he's basically a semester ahead because he's already in the weight program and in the nutrition program. At 275, he, I'm sure they want him to be heavier than that. Uh, so you start uh, putting some, adding some bulk and some weight. But the big thing is he gets to go through spring practice and start running the offense. Jeff Reed here with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Is that four maybe offensive linemen in this class? Well, that's five. Five, my bad. Apologies. I'm skipping somebody. Yeah, there's uh, uh, Chase Jessup. Uh, 6'4", 282 offensive lineman from Lake Hamilton, who just happens to also be a Class 6A All-State basketball player. Uh, and then Cameron Pascal, 6'3", 275 from uh, Union, Mississippi, athletic young man. Uh, Sadal, Alaric, and then there's Travion Florence, 6'4", 300 out of Smyrna, Georgia. So... I know that, that Jones has said over and over that he wants this to be a developmental program, but, but are you surprised any at all that out of every single commit that, that he's got so far for this class of 22 that all 14 are high school players? No, not at all. Okay. No, I, I, think, I think what Butch says is, and I think we've been around him enough and we've heard him talk enough and we've seen him action enough. He has a plan, and he's going to stick to that plan. <laughs> And his plan is to be in a developmental program. You know, he, he talked in the press conference Monday about the last three classes. They've signed four high school offensive linemen. Yeah. You know, and now I think one thing that has helped him stick to that philosophy, now obviously if you've got a chance to get a transfer offensive lineman that's going to be a starter for two years and he's already game ready and stuff like that, yeah, you, t- you take that guy. Uh but I think one thing that's helped is the addition of the that you can add seven more scholarship guys if you have guys who enter the transfer portal or retire from football because of injury. So I think they'll use those those seven spots uh, to fill for immediate needs and may use some blue shirts for that too. But I think this high school class is, is going to be a lot of of guys who are who are going to be here for the long haul. High school guys. You know, in my in my opinion, the next kind of position of need you've got offensive line, maybe not completely crossed off the list, but five guys there. That's that's a, a good part of it. Um, just one interior defensive lineman right now. We're already seeing a state having some issues with depth there due to due to injury. Is that the next big target for Jones and Company? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think you'll see some uh, attention on that probably with the with the grad transfer pool. Uh, for one thing, it's hard at this level and being a G five school, you're not, and even at a P five, it's hard to get a defensive lineman at a high school mm-hmm. who who is ready to go. You know, and and he talked about some of that. You know, if you're you you always want to develop those younger guys, and you don't want to have to throw them into the fire before they're ready. Uh, and and he, and it's just very you know I don't know I can't remember us ever starting a interior defensive guy as a true freshman. Chuke Soda. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I remember that. You're right. But uh, and it, it was a struggle for him at times. Yeah. You know, uh, it's just just does not happen. I mean, it, I mean, you, you look at a guy that one year he's playing Cabot against Cabot High School, the next next year he's playing against a four or five year guy that's been in the weight room and program and, and played college football and and it's a different animal. <laughs> it's quite a challenge. So uh, I think you're better off uh, if you can if you can get young guys. They're sure. still after some. They're still after some guys. Uh, high school. I know there's one out of Memphis who is uh, who is big buddies with Sadal that, that that they're really high on. That actually also visited this last Thursday, and uh, you get those guys. But I think the transfer port, the, the the seven extras that you get, and maybe the blue shirts will probably be more to address that position mm-hmm. and uh, and that need going forward for 2022 season. Jeff Reed, a State Nation publisher here with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Uh, with <clears throat> with this team, you know, most recently having a, a bye week not too long ago, I guess how much how much hay were the coaches able to, to go out and make when they had a little bit of downtime? Well, I think one thing they did is they went and checked on their guys who were committed you know, and, and they visited all of them, and they went and checked some new guys and uh, that are still out there. They're dangling the carrots in front of, trying to get them to bite. But uh, I think they've done well. I think is another thing that you, if you listen to Butch speak a lot, he's recruiting, 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 and it's uh, and it's not just six months out of the year; it's twelve months out of the year, and. Uh, I mean, the whole plan is, is having a staff there that sends out edits and photos and posters and I mean everything that they sure. do. You know, sure. it, that they stay after it. They stay on top of it all of the time. And uh, I was on a radio interview in South Alabama yesterday, and they were talking about the Arkansas State recruiting class. You know, it's right now we've got it ranked fourth in the. Uh, in the conference, but the average player rating is higher than anybody else in the league. You know, when you don't have as many commit as some of the others, so sure. I don't. I don't know if they'll wind up number one, but uh, I'm sure they're 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 very pleased with what they've been able to uh, to land. So. Obviously, this is this is a significantly different landscape than it was a few years ago. But a, a few years back, if you needed a guy who could come in and help you right away, you were probably going to go the JUCO route. Uh, but now, with everybody being able to transfer and play immediately, we're not seeing as much of that just a, across college football. Period. But are there still, you know, could there still potentially be be JUCO targets at some of those positions? Oh yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I think I know they went down to uh, Jones to look at a running back. Uh, couple weeks ago okay. that, that they've offered uh yeah you you still that's another way to feel um but i think if you look at the positions and, and you're got a probably got a better chance of getting a defensive lineman that could help i think asu's had its best success with offensive linemen from junior colleges that have been they've been able to red shirt you know like Derek newton was able to red shirt mm-hmm. and you know and it made a huge difference and three years later he's drafted in place in the nfl and there have been some other guys that, that have really, if you can redshirt those guys, because if you bring them in and you're trying to play and they're not here for the spring, and you know, kind of an unwritten rule or command, not just a 
fact of junior college guys is that it's toward the end of that first year that when things really start to kind of connect for them. Yeah. Uh, if you can redshirt them, then you kind of get two full seasons out of them instead of maybe one and a half or one and a third, you know. Just a couple more questions here for A-State Nation publisher Jeff Reed, who's with us on the, the Ritter Communications Hotline, and then we'll, we'll let you get back to your day. So so right now, 14 is what this class of 22 is at. It's, could this be a, you know, you mentioned you got you got 25, you could have a couple blue shirts, you've got the seven possible additions if you, if you lose guys to transfers. Are we looking about at like a 35-member signing class? I don't think it'd be that much. I don't know exactly how many blues are counted in this group, Mm -hmm. uh, at least three or four, maybe even five. So that would knock you down to a class of 20, if that's the case. Now, that's just just me guessing. Uh, So then you add seven to it, and so that would give you you a class of 27. Uh, And then I think there will probably be some blue. You know, Butch started doing the blues at Tennessee and helped him turn that program around pretty good even though those people hate him passionately now. <laughs> but uh, so I think you'll see some, some blues still, but I, I think there are four or five blues in this class. I, I don't know for sure. I, I, and I, I think maybe the big offensive tackle from Kentucky that left the team before the season was won. So I don't know since he, if he ever even enrolled in classes, how does he count that? Sure. There, there's some, there's some, the murky area there, and I don't know exactly how that goes. But I figure probably – now, they might not all sign in December. You know, you got the February signing period, too. So I figure maybe 27 or 28 that would be signed uh, in this class, and then possibly some maybe four or five blues in, the, in August, in the summer. So that would be, what, 32, 33 new guys. Yeah. Next season, not not fifty, but thirty something. Well, excuse me, we're not even counting walk-ons, so it could be fifty again. <laughs> we'll see. It's a lot of new names to learn next year, too, is what it sounds like. Any uh, any recruiting news you see possibly on the horizon here in the next week or so? Uh, no, I think they're just kind of they're trying to wrap up things and, and keep everybody solid. You know, we've uh, had some stories this week on on the guy latest guys who committed and. Uh, it's interesting. I think one of the if you this all our commitment stories are free. So if you're looking for a commitment story, go to our website and and that's something that you can read. Others we have other pay content, obviously, but I thought the story on uh, on Sadal was was interesting because it was uh, you know, he talked about he was already recruiting guys, yeah. you know, and and I know the quarterback out of Iowa, Jackson Daly, it, that's kind of been his role too. I think Coach Heck likes to get his first commit from his quarterback because this happened last year with Warren Beagle, White Beagle, and then White becomes their point guy for the yeah. recruiting, you know. And then this year he got Jackson early, and, and Jackson became the guy that uh, uh, that's been kind of helped holding the class together. And I know they have a, a a group text where they all talk and all that stuff. So, but it's it's, it's happening. There'll be uh there'll be a few more. And, uh, and we'll see what happens. Last thing for you here, Mr. Reed, as we wrap it up, uh, just quickly your thoughts on this new-look Sun Belt we're getting ready to, to see in 2023. 
Oh, I think it's good. You know, and, and I was thinking about this the other day. You know, for so long, especially in the infant stages, the Sun Belt football was a joke. I mean, but it was. But now you look at it two decades later, and is it on the verge of becoming the premier G five conference? Yeah. I mean, it's. And of course, we've all had our fun laughing at losing a tech, and you know, and their and how their arrogance is, <laughs> has left them on an island by themselves now. But uh, and I say that my wife's a tech alum, so I pick at her all the time. But. Um, it's just, it's just, it's, it's interesting. My only regret is I always wanted us to add Missouri State because I thought it would give us somebody else close, mm-hmm. close by that you could make an easy, a fairly easy trip to. And plus, you know, they're very good in baseball and yeah, and the women's and men and women's basketball. It, 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 I was always a proponent of adding New Mexico State, although a lot of people weren't. I thought, well, yeah, their football is not good, but look at the rest of their athletic yeah. program. It's really strong. Uh, I tell you what, I feel for Tommy Raffo when I'm bringing Southern Miss. You know, we're, <laughs> the West Division of baseball is going to be pretty darn salty. Well, the East know, isn't and, going to be bad either. Old Dominion won 44. They won the yeah, Conference they, USA last year. Or at least yeah, you're the right about that. Yeah. You're right. But uh, uh, I think another thing, you're adding schools that, uh, you know, and I've said this before, ASU probably has the worst. Are the home are the weakest home base recruitment area of anybody in the league, and you know, and Virginia, the Virginia areas are good, a lot of population. Southern Miss is down there, in the, down by the Louisiana boot, and Southern Mississippi and South Alabama. So uh, they're in a good area. So it's it not talking for football uh, that that makes things a little harder for Arkansas State football, but. Uh, and then, but then baseball is just with, with Lafayette and South, and now Southern Miss. And it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. I think ASU is going to have to be forced to make a real commitment to baseball if they want to be able to compete with those guys. No disagreement here, Reed. We appreciate the time today. We look forward to keeping up with your coverage on AstateNation.com. All right, y'all. Uh, y'all take care and try to get some work out of Carlton, would you? Do what I can. We'll see. <laughs> Thanks, Reed. Again, uh, as he mentioned in that chat, all of their commitment articles at astatenation.com are free. So uh, yesterday when we were going over the commitments of Sadow, who I've been pronouncing wrong, and I apologize about that. When we were going over the commitments of Sadow and when we were going over the commitments of Alaric, a lot of the information that we were giving to you guys was information that they had compiled already at astatenation.com. So they do have some other info up today uh, for those of you that sub- subscribe in terms of uh, some other comments from from Butch Jones and others, but uh, they've got, again, uh, stories about Bay, about Watson, about Southern Miss, about Old Dominion. So that's uh, all stuff you can find right now at astatenation.com. Of course, we always appreciate Jeff Reed for joining us, and if you missed that chat, we'll have it up for you following the program at 953theticket.com. But we got to come back, uh, hit pause, come back, we'll revisit this topic of the day, and uh, it's time to start learning a little bit about about Old Dominion together. More than just the fact that they're the Monarchs and their mascot is named Big Blue. At some point in time, we probably need more info, so we'll start diving into it when we return. Keep it here with us on The Ticket. The Ritter Communications Hotline is open now on Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. Call 930-3776. 
Your vehicle is a personal and important investment. At Central Collision Center, we're more than collision repair. We do everything from minor paint touch-ups and windshield replacements to framework. We're committed to customer satisfaction and provide the highest quality of service. At Central Collision Center, we provide honest and expert auto care and offer a written lifetime warranty and on-site rental car arrangements. Stop by or give us a call today to schedule your free estimate. Central Collision Center, professional, convenient, reliable. Find Central Chevrolet on Stadium and online at centralcollisionctr.com. Now's the time to bounce into Play It Again Sports to get your favorite basketball player ready for hoops. Play It Again can outfit you from head to toe, including custom jerseys and uniforms for your team, along with socks, arm sleeves, and other apparel. If you're coaching a team, get by Play It Again for balls, nets, cones, whistles, scorebooks, and more. And don't forget, if you have sports equipment lying around and no longer being used, you can bring it to Play It Again and turn it into cash. Before you check into the game, check into Play It Again Sports at the corner of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. A few years ago, we had a hauling company that hauled the cars and trucks that we purchased at auction. One day I saw Bill, the owner of the hauling company, and he had both arms in a cast. He had fallen from the top rail of his hauling truck, broke both arms. He said, yes, Danny, and I have never been nicer to my wife all the years we've been married. I need her bad. Think about that. Glenn Sane, and God bless our troops. Where are we going? I thought you wanted to get some stuff for the party. We're going to the old country store off the Cash River in Sedgwick, just 10 miles from Jonesboro. Yeah, but we need something besides beer and wine, don't we? The old country store has all spirits now. I'm taking you to see all your favorite men. Oh, you mean Jack, Jim, Jose, and Johnny. Yep. You know, Jose is my favorite. Keep your clothes on this time. The proceeding was recorded by fully paid voice actors. The Old Country Store and Spirits, 16067 Highway 63 East in Sedgwick, just 10 miles from Dan Avenue. The Old Country Store. This is Davey Carter with Centennial Bank. At Centennial, we're proud of our long-standing relationship with Arkansas State University. Whether it's opening up a new account at our on-campus banking center, we're cheering with you at Centennial Bank Stadium. And we're embracing our newest Red Wolf leaders as well, including our hard-charging football coach, Butch Jones, and our new athletic director, Tom Bowen. At Centennial, our promise is to always be here for you. We're building legacies, one Red Wolf at a time. Centennial Bank, member FDIC. What are you looking for in a dentist? Experience, a friendly, caring staff, the latest in procedures and technology. You can have all of those things at Brooklyn Dental. Dr. Tony and Dr. Adams have been taking care of patients across the area for years and have brought that care to the all-new Brooklyn Dental. They're accepting new patients right now and work with all types of insurance. So why wait? Call Brooklyn Dental now at 393-5330 to schedule an appointment. That's 393-5330. Brooklyn Dental, open now on Highway 49 North in Brooklyn. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines back open, 930-3776. Kara and Kate, would you fill in the blank with us today? Not a KavanaughCars.com question, but a KavanaughCars.com topic. The Sunbelt Editions. For now, of Southern Miss and Old Dominion to the league lineup are blank. Of course, we say for now because we anticipate news about Marshall and James Madison next week. But right now, you got two. So the league is technically at 14, with 12 of those being football playing members. And uh, this is going to happen no later than July 1st of 2023. Of course, all breakups take a little bit of time, especially when you've been together for a little bit. So I guess... You know, 
Old Dominion and Southern Miss have to go and pick up all their stuff before they can leave the conference so they don't end up with it all thrown out on the front yard of wherever the league office is in Conference <laughs> USA. And uh, that's the, the next process there. Our question or our topic or whatever we want to call it, whatever it is, it is always brought to you by our friends at KavanaughCars.com, a great one-stop shop for those of you that are looking to buy your next new or new-to-you vehicle. Of course, uh, the big thing right now that they want – you to know is that not only are they obviously going to sell you a vehicle, but they'll buy one from you too. And in fact, you don't even have to be buying a vehicle from them. It doesn't have to be a trade-in situation. You bring them a vehicle, they give you a check. That's how it works. And they're going to pay you more than Kelly Blue Book value. So you can find out more information about how to get that process started at KavanaughCars.com. I've said this several times today, but but again, you know, of all of these additions to the Sun Belt, I know somewhere in the neighborhood of Diddley Squat about... Old Dominion. I can tell you a little bit about Southern Miss, a little bit about Marshall. I watched James Madison softball, you know, in the Women's College World Series, and I was all yeah. on that bandwagon with Odyssey Alexander and all the cool things that she did. But my, my Old Dominion news is really lacking. So there's been a lot of Googling this morning to get to get uh, up to speed on that. And, you know, of, of all the additions, of these four additions to the, to the Sun Belt, this is the most, I guess, kind of questionable to me. And it's it's not that it's bad, by the way. It's just not as clear-cut as why you would do it, you know, right off the flip as, as some of these others. Now, we'll get to why it's still a really good addition here in a moment. But when you look at some of the strengths about Old Dominion and, and when you look a little bit about their history, you know, it's not... This this isn't just uh, necessarily a football addition, They've had a, not necessarily a, a, a situation, but they had a, a shutdown of their football program for a while. Um, basically, after World War II, they were really, really bad, and nobody cared, and nobody went. So they said, you know what, we're going we're gonna to step away for this for a while. And then there were several different times they had the conversation about potentially starting it back up, but that didn't actually happen until... 2007 they approved it their board of visitors approved it in in 2005 so they get things going in 2007 and they haven't necessarily have had a, a huge amount of success although they were pretty good in in 2011 so they played in in the CAA and then they moved up to FBS started that transition um, heading into the 2012-2013 the season. So there's still a little bit of a, a work in progress in terms of their football season. Of course, Old Dominion was one of the schools in 2020 that just said, we're not playing. It was a real short list. In fact, was it just them and UConn? Uh, yeah, I, I think know so. New Mexico State played in the spring, and I'm trying to remember if anybody else did either. There were a few different schools that said, no, we're not playing, and then eventually did play like UMass. But Old Dominion, UConn, too, I know for sure, that said, we're not playing, and then stuck with that. Uh, they did bring in a new head coach in 2019, but because of not playing last year, this is actually Ricky Ronnie's first year there at at Old Dominion. So, a um, little bit of work to do, I guess you could say, in terms of continuing to build their football program and, and have success there. Uh, they were, fun fact, a member of the Belt before 
they never actually overlapped with Arkansas State's time in the Sunbelt Conference, but Old Dominion was a Sunbelt Conference member from 83 to 91. So not quite a founding member, but still a team that has been in this league before and had success in this league before. In fact, they, they've won as many baseball championships as Troy, App State, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, and UTA combined. That's one, so that's kind of a misleading statistic. But they did win a Sunbelt Conference baseball championship back in the day, and that's still one of the programs that, that they're really, really good uh, in and, and have success in. Now, I talked mentioned earlier that this is it's, it's kind of a, a weird fit, in my opinion, from a conference perspective, because Old Dominion offers a lot of sports that the Sunbelt does not, and they've had a lot of success in some sports that the Sunbelt does not offer. Um, one thing that's fascinating to me about their athletics and hat tip to Matt Vining for pointing this out, they offer no track and field. They're the only team in the country that has football at the FBS level that has zero track and field. I mean, they do not have a men's or women's cross country, indoor track and field, or outdoor track and field program. Like that's, that's six different sports that A-State fields you know and they have none of it none of it so obviously you have to have 16 to be able to compete at a d1 level or at an fbs level excuse me so what do they offer instead well compared to to a state they also offer men's soccer women's field hockey women's lacrosse women's rowing men's and women's swimming and men's and women's sailing so again they Kind of go in a different direction for some of these sports that aren't necessarily a, a slam dunk Sunbelt fit, but obviously they would continue to be, um, I guess, associate members or whatever you want to call it of, of other conferences. The reason, though, that they're going to be in this league and the reason that it is a good fit is because, you know, it adds a team in the East so you don't have to keep splitting up those. Sunbelt teams in, in Alabama, you don't have to have South in the West and Troy in the East. They can both be in the West. And then also what this does is, to be honest, it, it helps you to continue delivering knockout punches to Conference USA. Because if you weren't going to get Old Dominion, then would you definitely get James Madison? And if those two schools didn't want to come, would you definitely get Marshall? And if you don't get Marshall and Old Dominion, then then that still leaves Conference USA is almost a viable conference yeah. in terms of, of membership. So what this does is this helps you continue to punch your opponent while they're down. And look, that's that's kind of what you want to do here is you don't want to leave. Like, think of this as a horror movie since we're in that time of year anyways. And sometimes you'd shoot the bad guy or punch the bad guy or throw the bad guy out of a window and the next thing you know the bad guy is still alive and not that conference USA is necessarily the bad guy but but you want to make sure that there's not a situation where five years down the road conference USA is out here whispering to App State and Georgia State and Georgia Southern and Coastal about hey look how good this East League that we could put together could be so this way you just you just take them and you continue to build your conference again next week it should be Marshall and James Madison. Wade's with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. How are you? I'm doing very well. How about you? Hey, doing great. Thanks Good. for shouting. Loving this weather still. No doubt. Yes, ma'am. 
Hey, I don't know a whole lot about, you know, a lot of, um, ask anybody much about anything, but um, I found a website and I'll send you the link. It's called Winsipedia. Yeah. Like, um, have you ever seen that? Yeah, I have. I, I use it very frequently, actually. It's, okay. it's a great website. Uh, well, I, yeah, so, I mean, that's that's how I, like, I don't know a lot about Old Dominion, but I've got, you can do a team-by-team, team, you know, side-by-side side comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of gives you, a, you know, that to me, that kind of gives me a little bit of a, a marker, ASU compared to whoever I want to compare, or, you know, Arkansas to Alabama, or, you know, Fresno State to you, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty, somebody spent a lot of, a lot of time with that, but it's real informative. Um, but I'm excited about them coming. Um I don't know a lot about them. James Madison, I'm excited to know more. I'm really excited. I'm super excited about Marshall, and it seems like Southern Miss should have been here years ago. Yeah. Um, that just seems like a dream come true to me, um, you know, ge- geographically, and, you know, um, we drive through going to the beach, so we've been through there many times. One thing that I think is really cool that I'm envious of Southern Miss is as you go down and I don't know exactly, but it's near campus, um, the uh, overpass mm-hmm. that has all of the USM um, markings and colors on it. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? I, it's been a minute since I've driven through Hattiesburg. I think all the schools should have that. Um, I, I think it would be cool, and I don't think it's possible, but I think it'd be cool for, like, Red Wolf, Caraway, uh, Harrisburg Road, Southwest Drive to be one of the schools, uh, local schools, and let them, you know, and have competitions yearly for decorating and, you know, signage and stuff. That would be kind of, then, you know, be something different. That would be fun. So, anyway, um, are we doing picks or did we do them already? We do those on Friday. We don't do them. We do those on Friday. You told me that last week, too. I'm, I'm, I'm slow. I have to sit near the front of the class. It's it's okay. <laughs> it's uh, Sometimes it, it it's weeks can be long and, and uh, it's easy to forget. Sometimes. My days run together. My go. days do tend to run together. So, is the James Madison, uh, no, is it Old Dominion that's official now? Yes, Old Dominion became official today. They've put out the press release and everything. They're going to have the, uh, a press conference tomorrow morning. Okay. So, you're, we talk about Law Tech. To me, they should change their name to Law Rec because they just have been the last while, and I think that's kind of funny. Where do you see them landing? Do you think they're going to you know, knock on the door and ask to come? Do you think they're going to try to go to... They don't have a lot of options, really. They're too proud to beg. So I think Conference USA is going to continue to try and, and figure out something. They have they have two years. I mean, this isn't happening next week. This isn't happening next basketball yeah. season or, or whatever. They have until July 1st of 2023 to sort this out. So my guess is right now that they're going to spend the next month really heavily vetting some programs, you know, programs that might be looking to make the jump from FCS to FBS, like maybe a Sam Houston State. And then they'll also continue to look and see if, if programs that are currently without a conference are a good fit. You know, Liberty, New Mexico State, UMass, uh, programs like that to just kind of figure out how to get their membership back to at least eight, if not 10 or 12. When you talk about some long trips, really long trips, like long trips, do you think there's a chance that in the next couple of two or three years that Texas State might find a more geographical home and that that might be a door for Law Tech? I don't. I haven't heard any conversations about that. And again, the issue with with Law Tech is the fact that they don't play well with others in their state. I get so, it. Yeah, yeah. So even if Texas State were to depart, I, I don't think the Cajuns and the Warhawks would be very quick to roll out the welcome mat. 
I, I, I like seeing ULM, and I feel bad for ULM because, you know, it hasn't been that many years ago our athletic budget was right there with them, and we've been very fortunate to be able to grow and yeah. have some success. But if you look at their past success, ULM's knocked off some big tent. They've knocked off Alabama, Arkansas, and several others. They just haven't done it lately. Yeah, but uh, we'll see what Terry Bowden can build. Already a year in 2021 that succeeded every possible. Did you see where he's wearing the gold uniform where he came out with, like all the, the, the gold, like like a flashy guy type thing? I didn't. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, though. that's on Yolen's Twitter. Okay. He was wearing okay. like all gold at practice yeah, right. day last week. Thank you guys for taking the call. Go Red Wolves. Thanks for shouting at us, Wade. We'll stay with the phones here at 9303776 and check in with Miss Lisa. How are you? Well, I want to give Wade some, um, I don't know what the word is, but uh, he's not at the back end by himself. I'm back there with him. I'm a little bit slow to the uh, party, too, so he's not dragging the, from behind by himself. Okay. Um, and listen, the part about they, they don't play well in state with others, welcome to the SEC, right, uh, Cade? Nobody plays well <laughs> with even their next door neighbor state so that's part of the fun to me but what i was going to say about the these and kate agreed with me that are coming into the s uh to the Sun Belt. excuse me asu and i mean this in a nice way i'm not running them down i think tommy raffo would say thank you for saying that they're going to have to beef up their baseball program because these schools that are coming in year in, year out are in the regionals, super regionals, because we play them all the time. Ole Miss does, LSU, and so forth and so on. So I think where the Sun Belt hit the jackpot was with the baseball program. Yeah, and softball's, softball's going to be a huge addition, too, although it obviously and doesn't. And softball, but I guess you don't have, have softball. As yeah, a, as they, they, don't, they have it as a club sport, but not somebody's ringing my doorbell. <laughs> you see who this is? Hello! <laughs> Listen, this morning I got a doorbell ring. I don't know who the lady was, and I got this huge picture signed by Sam Pittman. Well, nice. I don't know who this gentleman is. Hang on with me in case he's a mass murderer. All right. Can good. I help you, sir? <laughs> Mr. Penny, he lives in Parrotville now, over behind El- uh, Dairy Queen. Hang on. Yeah, I know where he called me. Well, hang on just a minute. Let me finish this song, Con. I'll be right with you. Good God Almighty. Am I my brother's keeper? Thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Miss Lisa. <laughs> Stay safe out there. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> let's take a break. That's all you can do at some point, right? Just let's take a break. We're just going into break. We'll be back in a minute here on the Workday Red Zone. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. You could keep telling yourself you're going to get your vehicle service, or you could just call Central Nissan today to schedule your service appointment. Don't put off till tomorrow what you could do today. Central Nissan Service Department is even open on Saturdays. Whether you need an oil change, tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or engine repair, you can count on the service team at central nissan next time your vehicle needs maintenance remember central nissan professional convenient reliable schedule your service needs today on parker road in jonesboro and online at centralnissan.net 
When you bank at First Security, you're choosing better for yourself and fellow Arkansans. Better service from friendly professionals who really invest in your goals. Better solutions with convenient tools and smart resources. And better support for the things that matter to you, as well as the communities that matter to us all. Because finding your better at First Security makes Arkansas better too. First Security. Bank better. Member FDIC. Whether you're starting out or starting over, Payless is the name to remember for home furnishings. How about a queen mattress for only $99 or a heavy-duty washer for $15.99 a week? Name brands like Ashley, Maytag, Samsung, Sealy, and more. No credit? No problem. Payless has flexible payment plans and on-the-spot quick delivery. So, starting out or starting over, Payless is the place for quality furniture with locations in Jonesboro, Paragold, and Pigott. Visit us online at shoppaylessfurniture.com. That's shoppaylessfurniture.com. Why pay more when you can pay less? <laughs> this is Nathan from Thomas Express Car Wash, and we're inviting you to the most unique Halloween event of the year during the Tunnel of Terror, a haunted car wash experience Friday and Saturday, October 29th and the 30th from 7 to 10 each night. Get scared, get free candy, and get the best car wash you'll ever have. It's the Tunnel of Terror this Friday and Saturday from 7 to 10 at Tommy's Express Car Wash near the intersection of Highland and Careway in Jonesboro. You may not be thinking about putting up Christmas lights right now, but you need to. Why? Because don't you remember your husband falling off the ladder, shocking himself, getting all of the lights up and half of them didn't work? The stress, the worry, get ahead of the decorating by calling Mojo Lawn Care and go ahead and have them put you down for their Christmas light service. Get on Mojo Lawn Care's schedule for closer to the holidays so they're not totally booked up when you get ready to decorate. Mojo Lawn Care hangs lights, wraps trees and shrubs, hangs large wreaths, They even get on the peaks of your roof line, and then they can store your lights and decorations till next year. Mojo Lawn Care will decorate your house so great for Christmas that the Griswolds would be jealous. But don't get left out. I know Christmas is a long ways away. Or is it? Call Mojo Lawn Care today. Make sure you're on the nice list by getting on their schedule when you're ready. 219-3446. That's 219-3446. And visit ChristmasLightsOfJonesboro.com. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. All right, uh, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate here with you. Uh, (laughs) Several stories still to get into today and not nearly enough time to do it because truth be told, I am now completely distracted by... A picture of Terry Bowden that somehow I'm just now seeing some yeah, I, five days later. That's the most shocking thing. I figured like everyone that follows Sunbelt had seen this picture. I somehow have overlooked <laughs> this one. I apologize for that five minutes I spent away from Twitter last week because apparently that's that's when this happened. But all right, so ULM football five days ago uh, tweeted out, quote, quote, it's gold Friday, homecoming weekend. Show your school spirit by wearing gold today. And then, uh, wouldn't you know, Coach Bowden stepping it up, setting the standard for the gold attire as the ULM football account tweets out a picture of him in what is a, I mean, this is gold metallic. It's not like a dull gold or anything like that. Coach Bowden walking around at practice in a gold metallic zip-up vest complete with a hoodie, what appears to be a black and gold velvet cap, gold chains, and black and gold kicks 
complete with a gold watch and some gold shades. I did not know I needed this picture in my life, but yet here we are, <laughs> and I'm completely—I've completely forgotten about anything else we're going to talk about today because all of a sudden this became the most important story going on um, in college football. And unfortunately, I'm five days behind the times here. That is just—I uh, mean, that is. Sometimes we do, you know, fashion reports here on the show where we discuss team uniforms or critique jerseys or whatever. I'm just—I'm in awe of this. I'm fascinated. I don't know. I, now I'm trying to figure out, like, who wore it better. Coach Bowden for practice or Yadier Molina when he had on the gold chest protector for the All-Star game or I just went blank, that guy from Gnarls Barkley that showed up to one of the award shows completely in head-to-toe gold, CeeLo Green. I mean, this is just uh, not a direction I thought the show was going to go today, but yet here we are. I don't even know what else to talk about. I've got like 10 more <laughs> things on the list. I don't even know which direction my brain's going to go in. But uh, I tell you what, here's what we can do for a moment while I attempt to get back on track, which is honestly a lost cause. We can share some of your answers to our <laughs> fill-in-the-blank KavanaughCars.com topics because the question today, or the topic, excuse me, the Sunbelt's additions of Southern Miss and Old Dominion to the league lineup are blank. And looking at your answers, some good ones here on Twitter, at um, Kara underscore Richie. Hal says... They're going to increase the competitive level in all sports in the conference. And when you look around, yes, absolutely. We've talked a lot about the the diamond sports success, but these are programs that have also had success in, in soccer, in track and field, in football, in basketball at different times over the past decade. So you kind of strengthen a, a few different things across the lineup. Cat uh, says it's a great reason to start planning some away game trips. Of course, with these additions, I mean, the one that the most people are going to go to is Hattiesburg because yeah. it, ain't, it ain't that far. It's not a bad stretch to see a game, uh, not a bad road trip to go see a game. Of course, if you want to make like a, a weekend of it, then you could go eventually, you know, once they announce all these additions in 2023 to, to the D.C. area. You're not too far from James Madison. You're not too far from from Old Dominion, and you can do the D.C. touristy things and then go catch maybe like a, uh, a weekend basketball series. Yeah. Well, Hattiesburg's, what, like an hour from Gulfport and the beach? So yeah. So you got that, too. You got a few different things you can do. Yeah. You can do some multiple birds with one stone kind of trips coming up. The end around says it is legendary. Mr. A says it's excellent for baseball. No lies detected there. Hal for A-State calls it gnarly, and Jake says it's very cool. Of course, several of you responding with gifts, which is always not just acceptable, but encouraged on Twitter. Billy's with us on the phone. How are you? Doing good, Kara. How you been doing? How you doing? Great. Thanks for giving us a ring today. What's on your mind, sir? Well, the, the question, I think it's actually going to help. It's going to save us money on travel costs. Mm-hmm. You know, the way it looks like it's going to get realigned. We're going to be able to go more games like that other person said. And I think Southern Miss and them have got some good things to offer, and so uh, I'm 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 all for it. So I'm kind of in the same mindset that you are when you look at uh, again not only like decreased travel costs, but this puts all of these schools in a situation where the, you know the the tighter your conference is geographically, the less your student the less time your student athletes have to spend out of class and away from campus. So that's also well, a huge plus as well. Yeah. And Karis, just like if you wanted to go see Georgia State, I mean, you can drive 10 hours, but getting on the planes 
it's more more expensive. Well, now Southern Miss, you just get in your car and come back. It's like the Camellia Bowl. If you wanted to, you can do that in one day. Yeah, you could. And and if not, you know, it's not a bad place to spend the night. You could wander down oh, the no. beach too. Yeah, no, I've been to Hattiesburg a lot through work and and, and stay there. So it's it's a good place. Yeah. Well, I'm looking. So forward anyhow, to that, yeah. yeah, that's that's what's on my mind. Well, Billy, we appreciate the phone call today, and we appreciate you listening as well. Hey, I always enjoy it. Talk to you later. Talk to you soon. Uh, with that, bye. I tell you what, uh, we need to apologize as I hang up on Billy as he's saying bye. I'm sorry that to all of you that I hang up on when you're halfway through saying bye to us. I just apparently I'm never going to learn. We're five years in, and I still do this. I am sorry. <laughs> I'll work on it. <laughs> We've got one more break to take. Let's get into it. We'll come back and wrap things up today on the Workday Red Zone. Northeast Arkansas's sports station is 95.3 The Ticket. See Placid Tire Service today for the right tire at the right price right now. Placid Tire Service is the area's biggest selection of in-stock tires at the lowest price with outstanding service, including our four tires, one-hour guarantee. Plus, we make the purchase easy on the budget with our Placid Tire Service card or no credit needed financing options. In Jonesboro and South Caraway, and at our newest location on East Johnson Avenue, Placid Tire Service has the right tire at the right price right now. Come see us today at Plaza Tire Service. You've been told banks with branches don't have the digital capabilities you need, but why not have the best of both worlds? At First National Bank, we have all the online banking tools you could ever need. Plus, if you need something, we have real people in real places near you. Digital with branches and real people. We know you can't be everywhere at once, but we can be anywhere you are. Check it, snap it, track it, pay it, move it, and ask it anywhere. First National Bank, putting you first, always. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Gazaway Ace and Paragould and Jonesboro remind you that whatever the project, they're the place that has everything you need. Fall is upon us, so skip the rake this season. Power up your fall cleanup with an Ego 650 power blower. Check out the full line of Ego tools and save 10% on the Ego 650 blower. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks, and helping you is the most important thing we do. That's Gazaway Ace on Hilltop and Jonesboro and West Kings Highway in Paragould. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. Go Gazaway. Hey, it's John G. for George Kale Motors in Newport. Have you ever been to a car dealership and a salesperson chases you around like you stole something? At George Kale Motors, we won't chase you around or lie in front of your car to make you stop. But we will try to do everything we can to make you comfortable and enjoy your shopping experience. We offer great selection, great prices, and exceptional service after the sale. View our entire inventory at georgekalemotors.com or come see us at Newport off Highway 67, Exit 85, GMC and George Kale Motors. We are professional grade. Redwoods fans, this is your coach, Butch Jones, and it's football time in Jonesboro. We can't wait to see you pack the vault for six home games this fall. Hatcher steps up, going to keep it. Inside the 10, inside the 5, Lane Hatcher is into the end zone. Touchdown, Arkansas State. Help us lock the vault. Secure your seat now. Visit astateredwolves.com or call 870-972-2781. Wolves up. Arkansas State Parks are your passport to explore everything the natural state has to offer, from our storied past to our scenic beauty. 
With unexpected escapes like Jacksonport State Park, you can get a unique look at our state's history. Each one of our 52 state parks offers something just a little bit different. So pick up your passport at any state park visitor center. Plan your trip at ArkansasStateParks.com. Brought to you by this station and the Arkansas Broadcasters Association. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone for just, uh, well, a couple quick minutes. As uh, It's been a fun day. Had a lot of good conversations today. Of course, that means, unfortunately, I haven't had a lot of time to dive into national news, so uh, not a lot of conversation about the World Series. Um, I kind of enjoyed it. Look, there are some great stories that came out of last night's game. I- I'm pulling for the Braves. I'm glad they got that 6-2 win. Um, seeing Jorge Soler going yard in the first bat of the game was awesome. Uh, Charlie Morton should have a statue built for him. Who in the world pitches on a broken leg? That's nuts. But when it's 9-15 and a game is in like the fourth inning, even as a a diehard baseball fan, I know for a fact I'm not going to stay up and watch the rest of it. So I'm tapping out and watching something else before bed. Yeah, that's like... I got home at like 9.30 last night, and it was like still in the fifth inning, and it was Astros were up like four runs I'm like why am I watching this yeah there's no reason yeah Braves uh just came out strong early uh it took a while for the Astros to get on the board in fact the Astros had one hit for a good half of that game before they were able to get some things going but uh, ultimately the Braves just look like a better team and of course now they've got that setback uh losing one of their starters for the rest of the playoffs but although they can't go out and and fix that the way they did Fixing the hole for Acuna because they just don't have, I mean, trade deadline's over. You can't bring up anybody. But still, certainly not counting them out. They've won the first game, and we'll see how they continue to fare over these next few if they can go ahead and and start uh, adding up some wins here. If the Astros are going to fight back, they'll fight back. They, They just... They played poorly last night. I certainly don't think this is about to be a four, five game series. Uh, if, if the Braves, if the Braves win tonight, then maybe well, that's the conversation. <laughs> maybe because they're playing in Houston right now. So that coming up tonight. Also, want to remind right, you, we are going to have uh, some hoops tonight for you on the ticket Grizzlies at Portland at nine o'clock. And this is going to be Chuck. I apologize. This is going to be a short conversation because music's going to hit. But what's on your mind today? Hey, I was just calling. I thought I heard you say Old Dominion. They're going to announce that tomorrow. No, Old Dominion is officially in. They announced that today they'll have the press conference tomorrow. Okay, what about – I've been hearing about James Madison and Marshall. Wouldn't expect announcements there until next week. Uh, Marshall is, is going through a leadership transition, so they have to introduce a new president first, and then I would expect the league announcement next week. James Madison has to go through a, a legislator process, so I would anticipate that announcement coming at the end of next week. But they have extended offers to those two then, right? They haven't confirmed it, but it's it's reported by enough people who wouldn't put it out there if they thought they were going to be wrong about it. Okay. All right. Well, that's all I had, Kerry. I appreciate you taking my call. Y'all have a great day. Hey, thanks for calling, Chuck. Thanks for listening. Thanks to all of you for listening as we've made it through a couple of hours here on the Workday Red Zone. And, hey, we're done. It's time to go. 
Uh, appreciate Keith Merritt hanging out with us for hour number one. Of course, he'll be with us here tomorrow. Also, thank you to Coach Jesse Duvall, who joined us earlier, and uh, A-State Nation publisher Jeff Reed, who is with us as well. You can find both of those interviews later today at 953theticket.com. Also, quick heads up on tomorrow. It'll be time to talk more South Alabama football. Craig Stevenson, who covers the team for AL.com, will be with us at 1230. But that's a wrap. Keep it here. The setup with Kate and Andrew is next, followed by The Drive at 3 o'clock. Have it here in the morning for The Front Row with Budrow at 7. RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10. Kate and I will be back at noon. For Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great day.